Good morning and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Thursday, January 25th. On today's show, U.S. commercial real estate experiences the steepest price decline in 50 years, while Dallas remains the top spot for CRE investment in 2023 despite plummeting transaction volume. Plus, Dallas-Fort Worth leads the country in office construction. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a significant development in the U.S. commercial real estate market. Prices are experiencing one of the most significant declines in the last 50 years, surpassing losses seen in previous rate hike cycles, according to the International Monetary Fund. Since the Federal Reserve's first interest rate hike in March 2022, U.S. commercial property prices have dropped by over 11%. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you explain the factors leading to this sharp decline in commercial real estate prices? Certainly. The decline is largely due to the unusually rapid pace of tightening that has occurred in the current cycle. As the Federal Reserve raised interest rates swiftly, mortgage rates and commercial mortgage-backed securities yields also saw a significant increase. This has caused stress in the sector. Additionally, higher borrowing costs have impacted private equity fundraising, a crucial source of financing for the sector. While stricter lending standards among banks have deepened the credit crunch. How have the pandemic-era trends of remote work and e-commerce affected the commercial real estate market? These trends have had a significant impact, particularly on the office and retail sectors. With more people working remotely and shopping online, the demand for office and retail spaces has decreased. These property types are experiencing the highest delinquency rates. The office market, in particular, is suffering as remote work appears to be a lasting legacy of the COVID era, reducing the demand for office space. What are the expectations for the future, especially with the possibility of the Federal Reserve cutting rates later this year? While the Fed is expected to start cutting rates, there is growing concern on Wall Street about a potential wave of defaults in commercial real estate, especially with over a trillion dollars in debt maturing within two years. In a worst-case scenario, this could wipe out as much as $1 trillion in commercial real estate equity. The IMF has cautioned that rising delinquencies and defaults in the sector could restrict lending and trigger a vicious cycle of tighter funding conditions, falling commercial property prices, and losses for financial intermediaries, with potential negative effects on the broader economy. That's certainly a concerning outlook. Thanks for your insights, Celeste. Now, let's shift our focus to Dallas-Fort Worth, which has held on to its top spot for commercial property transactions in the U.S. for the third consecutive year, despite a significant drop in annual volume. Nearly $19 billion of DFW commercial real estate changed hands in 2023, a 58% decrease year over year. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Michael. So, Michael, what's driving this trend in Dallas-Fort Worth? Well, David, despite the drop in volume, DFW's commercial real estate market remains robust. About half of the market's transactions, or more than $9 billion, were concentrated in the multifamily market, followed by $4.3 billion of industrial deals. 
office and retail properties were less popular with $2.3 billion and $1.8 billion in deal volume, respectively. Can you tell us more about the types of transactions that were driving this activity? Certainly. Single asset sales were the primary driver of nationwide transaction activity in 2023. In fact, 20 of the top metros recorded at least 80% of their volume in individual purchases. In DFW, the largest multifamily single asset sale was the 500-unit Avalon West Plano, which Avalon Bay purchased in October for $142 million. And what about cross-border investment? How did Dallas fare in that regard? Dallas was the second most popular market for cross-border investment, with $1.9 billion in international transactions occurring in 2023. However, this represents a 30% drop year over year, which allowed Manhattan to take over the top spot that Dallas held in 2022. Despite these figures, we understand that Dallas is not immune to property distress. Can you elaborate on this? That's correct, David. The Dallas area has about $2 billion worth of commercial real estate that is distressed. Another $9.4 billion has the potential to become distressed due to delinquent loan payments, forbearance, or slow lease-up, among other factors. Nationwide, the balance of distress reached $85.8 billion by the end of 2023, growing by $28.9 billion over the course of the year. What type of properties are most affected by this distress? Office properties constituted the majority of distress in the U.S., making up 41% of the value of troubled and bank-owned properties. More than $35 billion worth of loans backed by office buildings were distressed at year's end, with another $54.7 billion at risk of becoming distressed. In Dallas, lenders have initiated the foreclosure of several distressed office properties. Thanks for the insights, Michael. Speaking of commercial real estate, Despite the country facing an oversupply of office space, the Dallas-Fort Worth area is leading the way with more new office buildings under construction than any other U.S. market. This is according to a year-end 2023 survey by commercial property firm Cushman & Wakefield. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about this surge in office construction in the DFW area? Certainly, David. The DFW area has over 6 million square feet of office space under construction, accounting for nearly 10% of the office space being built nationwide at the start of the year. This is despite a decrease in US office construction from over 90 million square feet a year earlier to about 59 million square feet in the fourth quarter. That's quite a significant proportion. But with the current oversupply of office space, is there a concern about these new buildings finding tenants? Interestingly, a large portion of the office space under construction in North Texas is already spoken for. Major financial institutions like Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, and Bank of America have leased four of the largest new DFW office developments. However, it's worth noting that the overall office vacancy in the DFW area is nearing a record 30% with millions of square feet of sublease space entering the market. So it seems like there's a mix of corporate projects and speculative buildings. Can you tell us more about these developments? Absolutely. The largest corporate projects include the Goldman Development in Uptown and TIAA in the Star in Frisco. In terms of speculative buildings, those that began recently had to have significant pre-leasing to get off the ground. This includes the Parkside Tower with Bank of America and Ryan Tower 
at Legacy West in Plano. However, some speculative buildings that started before mid-2022, when lending requirements were more lenient, did not have any pre-leasing. And how are these speculative buildings faring in terms of finding tenants? Well, the well-located buildings in Uptown are having the best results. On the other hand, there's a glut of new vacant space in the legacy Frisco submarket. It's estimated that about half of the office space under construction in North Texas is already committed to tenants. Can you give us some examples of the largest office projects under construction in the area? Sure. Some of the largest projects include the new Goldman Sachs office campus just north of downtown Dallas, which will open in 2027. Near Clyde Warren Park, construction started in November on a 30-story tower for Bank of America's Dallas offices. In Uptown, the 625,000-square-foot 23 Springs office building will open in 2025, with Deloitte planning to move into more than 100,000 square feet on four floors. Wells Fargo is building an 850,000-square-foot office campus in Las Colinas, and tax firm Ryan is constructing a more than 400,000-square-foot office high-rise in Plano's $3 billion Legacy West development. That's quite a lot of construction activity, and it will be interesting to see how this plays out in the coming years. Thanks for the insights, James. Now let's turn our attention to the state of Florida, where strides are being made in encouraging charitable donations, particularly of homes and commercial properties. The Florida Department of Revenue has made changes to the law that allow donors to save on taxes while charities benefit from the property donations. Here to delve into this topic is our correspondent, Abby. Can you explain how this new law works? Certainly, David. As of July 1, 2019, Florida law was changed so that taxpayers who purchase items exempt for resale no longer have to remit sales and use tax on those items when they're donated to a 501c3 organization rather than resold. This means that donors aren't penalized with a sales tax for donating goods to charity. This is a significant shift as it removes a financial barrier for those wishing to donate. That's an interesting approach, but what motivates people to donate to charities in the first place? Well, one key motivator is vision. People are drawn to support causes that align with their values and aspirations. They want to see their contributions make a tangible difference. For instance, a ministry was able to raise enough money to complete a large building project simply by starting the construction. The vision of the completed project motivated people to donate. The same principle applies to other charitable projects. And how does this vision factor into the current focus on property donations? The vision here is the impact these donations can have. For example, the Century Education Foundation has set a goal to raise $2,400,000 in 2024 to develop preschools. They believe that investing in children creates the greatest multiplier effect of any effort or investment one can make. By donating property, individuals can contribute to this vision and see their legacy extend in a meaningful way. Thanks for shedding light on this topic, Abby. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>